Hey, everybody. I've got a little bit of housekeeping here before we get into the episode about Instagram and Theology Beer Camp. So I've been getting more active on Instagram, and I just want to let you guys know, in case you want to see me make some videos where I look directly into the camera, I'm sharing some stories and posts about basically all the topics that we cover on this show over at Instagram.com slash Dan Coke. That's C-O-K-E, and the link is in the show notes. Also, Theology Beer Camp is returning in 2024, October 17th through 19th. The theme is Return of the God Pods. That is a Lord of the Rings reference, which should surprise nobody. I will be there alongside Brian McLaren, Diana Butler-Bass, the New Evangelicals, Bible for Normal People, Tony and Josh from GGCH, of course, Trip Fuller and Homebrewed Christianity, and a whole grip of others. And you can use the promo code RETURNOFYHP, all one word, for $25 off your ticket. Prices go up starting June 1st. That link will be in the notes. I hope to see a bunch of you guys there in October. It was a serious highlight of last year for me. My name is Dan Koch. Like many of you, I've been on a complicated faith journey for a number of years now. And while I tend to find myself on the progressive side of Christianity, my goal is not to make liberal converts. I want this show to be a resource for Christians to my right and to my left, as well as former Christians and non-religious folks, anyone who finds themselves asking difficult questions about God, science, prayer, fate, suffering, evangelism, and more. So many of us have been given bad answers to those good questions, often by people with pure intentions. I want to say that you have permission to take both Christianity and the modern world very seriously. And I hope to facilitate that by introducing you to people seeking God across the Christian spectrum, engaging hard questions in a multitude of ways. Thanks for listening. I know that last week I said we were going to go every other week for a while, for a month or two, and we are, but the baby is not here yet. We are expecting him literally in the next two or three days. And I was like, well, you know, I've got a few episodes that have been in the past exclusive to patrons of the show, Patreon backers, basically. And I thought, you know, there's a couple of these that would be fun to maybe intersperse between the regular every other week episodes. And this is the first one that I thought of. So this week is uh, a special sort of preview for non-patrons. This is some of the kind of stuff that you can get if you decide to become a patron. No pressure, of course. I'm not going to have an ad in the middle of this for the Patreon, so I'm going to tell you right now what that means. Uh, You get at least two exclusive episodes a month, and you get access to the Facebook group, which is for patrons only. It starts at $5 a month, but we do have a sliding scale. If money is really not, if five bucks a month is not available to you right now, email me. There is a sliding scale. We will work it out. You have permission podcast at gmail.com. But anyway, so if you want to become a patron, you go to patreon.com slash Dan Coke, or you have permission pod.com and click become a patron. There are links to both the, there are links to that in the show notes here. Um, But this is an episode. This is the beginning of a series, I think. Uh, called I Don't Believe in That God. 
And a friendly acquaintance of mine named Jim Becker came over to the studio. He lives here in Seattle. And we talked for two hours about why he is an atheist uh, and what kind of God it is that he does not believe in. We hear about his story. And it. Uh, we also talk about, you know, kind of the God that I believe in. And, and we kick some ideas back and forth. And at the end, we sort of figure out what were the things that we agree on. You know, what, what's the God that we both don't believe in? And then where, where are the differences? It was a fantastic chat. Uh, I've gotten really good feedback from patrons about this one and from Jim himself. We both really enjoyed it. And I thought I'd share it with you guys. So probably more of these to come. There is already another one of these that I have recorded that will come out for patrons only in the next couple months. Uh, but maybe there'll be more of these in the future. For the meantime, uh, wish us well. Wish us luck for a healthy little baby boy here and uh, enjoy this episode and we'll be back with a another planned episode a week from today jim thank you so much for joining me here tonight in the studio uh thanks for having me contrary to the way that i was raised i no longer think that what one believes about god is like the most important thing about a person yeah i would now think that like someone's actions, their choices, maybe even their desires, their kind of like what they're oriented toward. I would probably put all of these above beliefs on a kind of hierarchy if I were making a list. But there's still really interesting stuff to talk about. And beliefs, I think, interact with choices and actions and desires and all that stuff. Yep. They're either correlated with or they cause or they're caused by. All that all those things can happen. And so I'm grateful to be able to try out this segment idea that I've had for a couple <laughs> of years. Thanks for being my number one guinea pig. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate it. So let's start with basically your the beginning of your story. So, you know, uh, Krista Tippett on her NPR show on being the first question she asks everybody is, can you describe the spiritual nature of your childhood? <laughs> and so, you know, basically religion, spirituality, whatever – what was the what was square one for you? So I grew up in rural Missouri. Um, I grew up in a town of three hundred people. So I I always win that game when people say I come from a really small town. Yeah. I'm always like you know cracking my knuckles, going, "All right, let's do this." You know, yeah, um, yeah. so especially here in so, Seattle, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, and you know it's it's salt of the earth people, um, really good people, um, but we moved down there from the city when I was about seven years old. And, um, we went to the public school and, uh, my brother was five years older than me. So he's like 12, 13. He goes to this youth for Christ thing where the guy preaching says, take your Bible to school. If you're at a public school, wave it around, put it in people's faces. And if you get any, uh, any shit for it, like, you know, raise hell and, um, he obviously and, wouldn't have said if you get shit. Right. Yeah, he did. I'm not <laughs> quoting here. I wasn't in the room. But um, so my brother did that. Um, and just, you know, I, I can't I, I don't know the exact arc of what happened after that. But long story short, we ended up in a, uh, a private Christian school in literally in the basement of a country Pentecostal church, which is that preacher's plan all along. Yeah. 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 It wasn't his church, but Still, um, though. maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. they kicked him five bucks out of the till. Who knows? But um, well, no, I just mean like what he would really ultimately want. And what a lot of conservative Christians ultimately want is mm-hmm. to like 
get them out of yep. the influence of public school and secular culture. Yep. Yep. So it worked and in a sense. It did work. And so in the short run, in the short, <laughs> run. obviously we're here tonight because it didn't work. <laughs> in the long run. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I tell my parents like, um, you spent all that money on tuition at a, you know, private school yeah. and you raised a gay an atheist. So, you know, <laughs> jokes on you. Um, so anyway, so I was going to wait to bring in the gay part. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to lead with that. I am curious. I'm sure we'll get to yeah. how that plays in, but yeah. Um, so I'm in third grade at this point. Um, and literally like halfway mark through the year, they yank me out and put me in this other school. Um, I don't know if you want to hear about kind of the setup in that school, if you're interested in that or not. I'm, but I'm actually pretty interested in this kind of stuff. Okay. I mean, I just came off a what it's airing right now. We're in the middle of a four part series on the end times, mental health. Oh yeah, and like the rapture and all that stuff. And so we, I've gotten pretty into people's upbringings, the the structure yeah. of their church or their school, and how those interacted, and homeschooling, you know, all that stuff. So yeah. I am kind of in that space right now. If you want to okay. talk about it, yeah, absolutely. So, um. There's one other third grader. Her name's Shannon. She's a friend of mine to this day. Um, and her mom is the teacher. So a lot of the teachers are either related to the pastor or they are parents who are working off tuition it's, by teaching. It's almost homeschool. It basically is homeschool yeah. in the basement of a church. Okay. Yeah. Came to realize that years after, like, oh, yeah. that's what that was. So... Um, Shannon's mom, Bridget is her name, Mrs. Yoakum. Um, she had third, fourth, and fifth grade in one room. Now, that's you can do that in a school like that because there's like four people in the room, right? right? Yeah. Um, but she's just an incredibly busy teacher, obviously. Um, and then, so I had her, Shannon and I had her basically three years. Um, which I always felt bad for Shannon because her mom is at school and then her mom's at home. Like you get no break from mom. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and mom's grading your stuff and mom knows that you have homework, that kind of thing. So, um, but, and then at some point they knocked the wall out and put kindergarten in that room too. So poor Bridget really is doing the work of the Lord, quote unquote. So, yeah. um, but that was, she's very nice. But she's teaching out of the textbook. You know what I mean? There's that episode of The Simpsons where Bart steals all the teacher's editions, and they're all like smoke, chain smoking in the lounge. Remember that one? Because uh, um, because they have the answers. they don't know the answers. Oh um, yeah, and that's exactly what goes on here. Oh, yeah. So you know, when <laughs> later on in junior high, I'm in. You know, I'm not great at math, right? Higher math. You know, the basic stuff I can figure out. But I'm in like an algebra two kind of situation. Trying to get it, writing on the board, you know, my my classmate is next to me. He's writing on the board. He's really good at this stuff. And I'm really trying to understand it. I'm trying not to cheat off him. Um, I get to the bottom of this thing. I think I've solved it, but I'm pretty sure it's not right. And I can't figure out where I've gone wrong. And I remember turning to the teacher, who was the pastor's middle daughter. He had three daughters. Yeah. Um, and asking her, is this right? And hers, like, she's looking at it, she looks at the book, and she goes, you'd better ask him. That's the teacher. Yeah. Ask so, the other kid who understands this better yeah. than me. Yeah. Yeah. So that... So this is the level of education you're yes. getting in elementary school. Uh, there's yeah. no chemistry class. There's no band or anything. Yeah. There's Bible class every single year. Yep. 
right? Um, very nice older woman who taught Bible, but it's a lot of um, rote memorization type of stuff for all of it. Yeah. Um, but would it be fair to say that like you grew up in what you grew up in is to like evangelical Southern Christian culture as like, I don't know, the like Italian kid in Jersey who goes to Catholic school <laughs> taught by the nuns, right? It's like yeah, he's, kinda, yeah. he's so in that yep. Italian Catholic culture and you're so in that Southern evangelical culture. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So here's the thing. The church and the school, obviously, I mean, they're literally in the same building. So they're they're But the whole social life of the kids there and their parents revolves around like Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. You know what I mean? And so you got to be there. You got to be, you know, waving your hands. You got to be there's people falling over. Yeah, do you know? So it, um, so it was kind of um, charismatic. Do you know what it was the extremely charismatic? You do not fall asleep was? in this church. It's it's a Pentecostal. Okay. It's not like an I'm. It's not like an Assemblies of God. It's okay. Um, that turned to an eleven. You know. Okay. Um, so yeah. they're, they're. I like to say they're just this this side of snake handling, basically. Yeah. Um, okay. Wow. Well, yeah. So just short <laughs> so, of the so fundamentalist and very fundamentalist. very conservative. Okay. So the pastor is this very tall, um, very loud guy. And he wears these suits, these sort of zoot suit things. He still does. Um, these sort of six button ESPN anchorman type suits that are very <laughs> shiny and, you know, and they're, um, the thing that always struck me was that it was so out of place from everyone else. So you have farmers, you know, you have people who are working, you know, retail jobs, just normal people who come in, they've got like maybe one suit, you know, they have, you know, the women have dresses certainly, but they have like one nice Easter dress that you see every year. They're not blowing a bunch of money on fancy clothes or cars. They don't have it. Hmm. And they're bringing 10% in, which by the way, no plate was passed. This is what you do. They play the music because they have a, a, a house band. Everyone comes up to the basket. So everyone can see whether or not you gave. Social pressure. Yeah. Um, and it's not an envelope. You have to like, I mean, you can fold a check up, I guess, but you're, yeah. you're, everyone's seeing what you're, and the pastor's standing right there above it, like seeing the denomination of your bills, basically. Yeah. So, um, so all that's going not on. Not an ideal giving situation. Yeah, no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> so, seeing that every couple of years new cadillac hmm. no one in this town is driving a cadillac yeah yeah so you know i don't you know i don't like to call people hucksters and things unless i can really see that they're yeah, this guy people. at least whether he, or not he he's, realized he's it. looking the part whether or not he knows yeah, it yeah um you can also be one without knowing you're one that's true um sure. so there, there's a, a a shade of prosperity gospel on this too, but mm -hmm. um, you know, which is probably what justified it in everyone's minds. Yep, yep, yep. Um, you know that name it and claim it kind of stuff. Yeah. But, so, but but it was like my parents when Wednesday night rolled around, unless I had a pretty serious homework situation, I was like expected to get in the car and go. You know, twenty to seven, we were heading to church. Um, and that was just what you did. So here's the funny part. My brother gets to, he graduates. 
So he went through like eighth grade to to senior. He's done. Um, cause this is a K through 12 school, right? So I, right then it was like seventh grade, which is, you know, I don't know what, what they call middle school now, but that was junior high back then. Yeah. And so I was like, Hey, perfect timing. I'm heading into seventh grade. I'm not the one who needed to be here. I can go to the public school now where a lot of my friends go and I can be in band and I can, you know, I can get my ass kicked for being gay. What, well, you know, whatever, you know, all the normal stuff <laughs> that, you know, I get thrown into a locker, whatever it is. By the way, just is curious to know, I'm yeah. curious to know, did you know you were gay yet? Seventh grade? Um, I had, I think I had like, it's one of those things where you don't quite know what it is. Yeah. I'm different. Would you have felt more or less safe or were you not thinking along the lines of safety? I, I wasn't there yet. Whatever. I wasn't okay, there, yet. You there um, yet. I I knew that things were different. Yeah. And here's what I was I was told two things about gay people. They all are child molesters and they all have AIDS. And Ooh. or if you're gay you're headed to that. To one you're of going those to be two. that yeah. or you are that. Yeah, wow. Um so I'm looking at that going that doesn't look that doesn't sound like me. Um and I don't want to be that. So you know, I I did wrestle with like that whole thing, that dichotomy of like, well, I can't I can't deny what I'm thinking here and what I'm feeling as I'm growing up and understanding more about right. this. But you, I don't wrestling... have any role models. You know, there's one guy in town, this very small town, who um, was pretty obviously gay to people. Yeah. Very, you know, he was single. He lived with his mom, too. And, and people would, it's the sweetest guy in the world. Very, very nice. He's a teller at the bank. And everyone would, you know, hey, how are you? And then as soon as they turn their back... You know, they do the little lilty thing and yep. they do the, the wrist thing and all and this you stuff. Saw that. Yeah. I saw that. And so it was like, oh, okay. Message you know. received. Yeah. Yep. And, and but so you're, yeah. you're struggling with it would have been more later because at, at this point when you're make, trying to get them to put you into the public school, it's just emerging. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm kind of half joking when I say I can go get my ass kicked by. Yeah. You yeah, know. yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, which, you know, would have happened there too. But, um, and, and so. My parents you said only get your, you can only get your ass kicked so hard by a total of six other students. Though. It's true. That's true. <laughs> the yeah. mob can only get so big. Yeah, that's true. Although you could also be hated by the entire school. That's true. If there's only yeah. six other students. So, so you know, give and take. Well, I had a lot of defense mechanisms. So I was the mm. class clown. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that helped. This is why a you're lot. so fun to talk to you today. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that that helped a lot. Um, so. My parents said no to this. They were like, no, you've got all your friends here and, um, you know, we're doing our thing. And, uh, you know, maybe they were they probably saw some stuff that they were like, uh, he needs he needs this. Yeah, they might have had an inkling. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, so I like to joke that my uh, my favorite Bond movie was Octoyucky, which should have been like the. <laughs> the <laughs> um, that's such a dumb joke, but um, Octa yucky. Uh, so, yeah. The um, where was I going with that? Uh, you were going to try and go. They said no yeah, to school. They said no yeah. to school. So I just kind of had to. Um, I remember in eighth or ninth grade, just thinking like I've just got to like put this aside. I can't deal with this right now because I don't have any support. I don't want people to hate me. And I don't want that rejection. So I'm going to like, you know, I'm just going to be a normal kid. I'll go through the motions. I'll have girlfriends, all that stuff. That's what I did. Um, And 
So, you know, in, in gay culture, they say you're, you're passing, basically. Right? Not an uncommon mm-hmm. story, especially oh, not for all. youth. Yeah. Yep. Youth, small towns, yeah. Christian churches. Almost all the, that stuff. the stereotype. Yep. Right? Um, yeah. yeah, pick your poison. But uh, So that was a I, – I do remember that where I was having – I was suicidal at 15 for – I mean like like depths of despair kind of suicidal wow. where I just – that, that's where I just had that sort of moment where I was like, you know what? I, I can't do anything about this right now. I just can't. Um, I've got – no outlet for it. I don't have anybody I can talk to about it. And I don't even know what I'm, what it is. So I'm just going to like put on a happy face, go about my business and get through this. Just do my time. Um, and that's pretty much what I did, which was what, two or three more years. Yeah. Just about that. Um, so, you know, graduated, um, my brother had hung out at home until he was 21. I don't know what that was. He just, was afraid to move out or whatever. And when he did move out, he moved down the street, you know? So, yeah. um, so my mom told me like, Hey, you can, you can stay to, to be fair. You can stay till you're 21 if you want. And I, you know, I was like, eat my dust, you yeah. know? And so, so, <laughs> um, thanks, but no thanks. yeah. So I didn't play that smart though. I mm. needed to get out, but I didn't feel, I don't know. I, I've never really understood this decision on my part. Now that I look back at it, yeah. I won't say I never did What'd at you some do? point. I went to a college in Oklahoma, uh, right out of high school. Yeah. And, you know, part of it was that they gave me just like a screaming deal on, on the tuition. Yeah. So it was just like, you know, I didn't want to get into a bunch of debt and I didn't want parent, my parents to worry about this so much. So it was a DOC um, Disciples school. of Christ, yeah. It's uh, Phillips University in Enid, Oklahoma, which okay. is defunct. Like, um, they went out of business about 22 years ago, right after I left, actually. Um, so I, I don't know if that's. <laughs> I don't know a lot about Disciples of Christ. I think today some of those churches are quite liberal, but maybe that wasn't true then. It was not a strict place. Okay. Um, yeah. Even back then. So, so this is 94. Be... I was yeah, so like maybe 25 it's the same. years ago. Yeah. So they had chapel. You didn't have to go. You could wear jeans, all that stuff. Um, okay. So. You could um, wear. Sorry, yeah. you could wear jeans. You can't wear jeans at my school. So we had a dress code, and then we went to uniforms. Yeah. I mean, in, I'm saying I've never heard of a college that wouldn't let you wear jeans. Oh, there's colleges in Missouri, oh, certainly, though. Wow, okay. You can't That's, wear jeans. I grew up in California. So yeah. I grew up evangelical, but it was like chi- yeah. chill, van- evangelical, yeah. yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> Not none of the, you know, none of the, like, suffocating cultural Christianity stuff. We just yeah. didn't, there weren't enough yep. of us. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so this place was fine. It, you know, it was, and, and it was, it had a little bit more of a rigorous... Uh, you know, academic. And you, so I was getting challenged more. I was getting more stuff that, um, to be honest, a lot of that stuff growing up, and, and this is where we get into the, like the rote memorization of, yeah. like I'll give you an example. They used to hand out detentions like candy there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, you know, it was all discipline, discipline, discipline. If you got a detention, someone got in their mind like about seventh or eighth grade, they realized that there's, I think 31 chapters of Proverbs and there's 31 days in the year or right. the week or the month. Yeah, the month yeah. Gosh. Um, so, so let's say that on the second, you don't bring your homework in. Well, you need to write all of Proverbs two by hand. Um, let's say that you don't get your homework in the next day and you didn't get the Proverbs done. 
like I don't know how many verses there are in there, but let's yeah. say there's 50. Let's yeah. say you got 30 done. It's not complete. You need to redo it and do Proverbs 3. Or they do like times two. Some yeah. of the teachers were like, so I would only get trouble. I think it was the 11th. The 11th one is like super short. I think it is. Either it has, ele- either there's a book with 11 verses or it's yeah. the 11th chapter has. One or the other, yeah. yeah. But 11 is somewhere in there. Um, but then there were days when like there's close to 50, I think. And you're like, I'm not getting in trouble on that day. I'm doing everything, you know, so there'd be like the spike in crime. And there then- <laughs> is like a, yeah, there's an awareness of the worst day to get in trouble. Yeah, the best exactly. Day to get in trouble. That is really funny. Um, so, but the whole time I'm thinking, what am I learning from this? Like, first of all, you want the Bible to be something I live by, especially Proverbs, right? Everyone's like, oh, there's so much wisdom in Proverbs. But now I'm becoming like you're teaching everyone to hate it. Like no one wants anywhere to be anywhere near it. They want to avoid it at all costs. Yeah. Somebody, They're not going to read it for fun now. Somebody I follow on Twitter who who is a Christian said, I'm going to send my – the last thing I want to do is send my kids to a conservative Christian school. Because whatever, like whatever I tell them to do, that's what they're going to rebel against. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, like, that's, I'm going to try and, and I don't know how much you can really, of course, you know, real parenting. I don't know how much you can actually choose what your kid's going to rebel against. But like, yeah. there's something to that. Yeah, that people have picked up on. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it was it was counterproductive. And if you, I mean, come on, if you spend five minutes thinking about that, you're like, well, is this really what we want them doing? Um, you know. So I did have a friend who had racked up so many that it was like they did allow all of us to do three or four for him like we would just start writing for him oh even if we didn't have just, a detention he was never going to because he off. was never yeah. going to make it out and every time you do that you double it well, so, so like the time you're like 15 you're like 30 you're not 15 yeah. to 16 you're 15 to 30 oh gosh, 30 yeah. to 60 i yeah, think yeah, he yeah. was up in the 60 range at that point yeah so you know it was just like everybody was just furiously writing to get him out of this but so let's talk about college and then post-college yeah. so in college did you lose your faith or did you still have like and it's it's hard to go back and yeah you sometimes wonder well did i have faith at all whatever you would have still considered yourself a christian until when is sort of my question so this is interesting i've been thinking a lot about this and i thought a lot about it at the time too but i hadn't i was telling you before we started like the nice thing about atheism is it demands a little of your time, right? And so, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I've thought about stuff, but I haven't actually like really had long conversations about these things. Certainly, haven't any any reason to like put it all down or something. No, like that, not right? at all. And um, honestly, I don't know that I ever really had true faith sure. or true belief. Yeah, you were you were born into cultural Christianity. Yeah, and and in your family. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, uh, you know, it was like getting up every day. This is what we do. Yeah. You do this, you say this, um, you know, surely over here gets slain in the spirit and falls over. That kind of stuff yeah. I would watch from the back and I would, um, I just found it amusing and strange. I didn't, um, yeah. you know. It's like, really interesting to think about those ages. Like I'm thinking especially of like junior high and high school. Uh-huh. Uh, I can see times where. Okay, I was making it my own here, you know, and, yeah. and, and it, but it's hard to separate out like like there are two discrete elements at least of like late high school, Dan. One is I have a very healthy conscience yeah. and I'm like a guilty kind of a kid and an yeah. anxious kid. <laughs> and that manifested itself as piety. 
as like I'm doing the things that the youth pastors are happy about to resolve my anxiety. Yep. Okay. And I and given what I've been told, what I should be anxious about is my sin or whatever. But then there's another strand, which is like I'm listening to no effects and propaganda and sex pistols and I'm getting in, in the clash and I'm getting into like social consciousness and I'm reading the gospels and I'm finding a lot of rhyming between the two. Yeah. And so that one is a little bit less in, like, Oh, that was me actually getting into the teachings of Jesus. Yeah. So, but it's hard, but like in the moment it's all a soup and mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able to separate those two things at all. Yeah. Now I can look back and go, Oh, okay. So both of those were going on. But I was definitely making it my own. Yeah. Like I, I'm aware of sometime in high school, you know, maybe junior high, this actually became my own faith. It started to differentiate from what I was given or my parents mm-hmm. or something like that to it, to a point that a lot of my friends just once they didn't have to go to chapel anymore, mm-hmm. they stepped away. That wasn't going to happen for me because I had absorbed it myself in some way. It sounds like you never had that absorption. It bounced right off me. And, and especially – Recognizing you're gay, I mean, well, yeah, it's and be I think part of it. one of the reasons it bounced right off me is because it was being like pummeled into me, right? Um, and you know, I've I, you know, I've been thinking about this since we kind of started talking about doing this. You know, was I rebelling? Like, am I just like living that still because of that? Um, I don't think so, and yeah, and the reason is like I see. I see those people, well, you know, earlier I said it's amusing to watch them dance around and fall over and stuff, and it was, but to me, anyway, it seemed like, hey, you know what, that works for them, and that was, like, fine. I wasn't, um, it it never, like, felt like I should mock this. Yeah. I was just like, you know what, mine must have had too many ice cubes or something, because it's it's just not doing it for me. (laughs) Um, You know what I'm saying? So, um I'll not have what he's having. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm exactly. not having what he's having. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently, and, I'm not having it right. So you know, um, just yeah, just kind of looking around, yeah. going, is is it anyone never, else like? It didn't click for you. It just didn't work. Yeah, and um, yeah. and it wasn't like this brand of God because you know I get to DOC and I'm like, okay, well, you know, this is familiar territory, but it's like you know, f- foot on the gas or foot off the gas a little bit. Yeah, and okay. um, so I was like, oh, well, we'll try it. I have friends who are. You know, they had a theological seminary there. I think they still do, but it's affiliated with some other school. Um, so I had a lot of friends who were into this stuff, and they lived in the dorms with me. And I was like, and you know what? It was just like, eh, not feeling it, yeah. you know? So there'd be people who would, you know, oh, I feel this way when I when I sing at church or when I pray. I get this feeling. I get this voice or I get this... Yeah, and, religious experience. Um, yeah. yeah. And I'm yeah. just like, well, I closed my eyes and, you know, maybe my hand went up and it was just because everyone else was doing that. Right. Um, but there's no, uh, there's no nothing, you know, there's just, I'm not getting that answer. Um, yeah. And so that I think is when I started to really like go, okay, I don't think I really believe any of this stuff um and the the thing like thinking about atheism maybe i'm jumping ahead here but no it's good i feel like non-belief atheism is a loaded word first of all yeah and, we, I you mean, know i have a question about agnosticism versus yeah. atheism and and stuff, and, yeah. and most of that well i'll say you know obviously the believers have some responsibility in that but a lot of atheists have responsibility in that too, because they're just like there are a lot of shitty atheists, you know. Um, 
This uh, podcast is all about shitty Christians. Yeah, yes. So, so uh, <laughs> we can agree on. Yeah. That. So yeah. 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 So that like, but to me, if if I could wave a magic wand, if I could be God for a minute and just say, okay, this is how everything is, I'd put everybody at zero. Non-belief would be like the starting point. You'd want people then, to sort of their default would be non-belief, and then. Non-belief, but open. But, like, let, but then let it earn it, kind yeah, of. Earn yeah, earn it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, if if God is who he says he is, that shouldn't be hard. And so, you know, if I'm uh, starting from non-belief, not influenced or forced or poisoned by anything else, yeah. um, then that should come to me if it's real. I've got some... I have. I think there's some very interesting sub questions around that. I made a note. And we're going to save it. Great, because that'll be a little bit more discussion. I'd like to sort of see where we're at first. Okay. Um, I'm not at all convinced that you're right about that. It, not right. I mean, not like morally right or whatever. I just right. mean that that's even possible. I I think that maybe rests on some Enlightenment era assumptions about rationality of humans mm. that, I, that I'm that i skeptical of. Okay. So that's just, we'll put a pin in it. Okay. But I think that'll be interesting to talk about. So you're describing kind of an overall, like a lack of experience. You don't have religious experience that some of your friends and family and people you grew up with and friends yeah. from college have. And I will say, like, after I drop out of college two years in, I joined the Navy, basically on a dare for my mom because she right. wanted me in. And I just called up the recruiter and mm. was like, you know, I need to, I need to make a change during that time. Like in college, I had a really good friend who was a Muslim in Oklahoma. Like this guy had, you know, talk about punk rock. Yeah. Um, so he like, you know, he, he was, he was a great guy. He wasn't, he was popular, but I think he was lonely in that aspect of his life. And so I became, sure he was. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I became really good friends with him. And I remember him having his, you know, he was like, oh, I'm doing Ramadan, you know, oh, what's that? And he'd talk to me about it. And then he was like, oh, we're having this, you know, I, I, I can eat finally. Like, I want to have this big meal. I don't have anybody to have it with. So I was like, let's go, you know, so I go and, and just have dinner with him. And it's like, I've had a million dinners with him, but this for me was like, he shouldn't do this alone. I don't have a, you know, like, I'm sure there are Muslims who would be like, you have no place at this table. You shouldn't be part of this. But he wasn't that way. And so that experience, I just sort of like put away. And then when I got into the Navy, weirdly, I started like um, one of my options for going to the Navy. I had two options for jobs. One was um, a yeoman, which is like a an assistant to the captain, like an admin assistant kind of guy on a submarine, which is the job I took. So I was on a submarine for five years, but the other one was religious program specialist, which is like the chaplain's right hand. Right. And you, and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, well, I thought about it, but then I was like, I can't honestly do that. Like, I feel like there's, had you not totally acknowledged your lack of faith yet? At that point? No, I think I was kind of almost around that point. Yeah. 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 So I was like, you know, I don't, you know, it is just a job. You show up, it's an office job or, you know, whatever. Uh, and you get to carry pistols in some places, which is kind of cool. But, um, but at the same time, just like ministers in Texas. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, you know, if you're overseas, but, um, yeah. so at the same time, I, I remember thinking like, there are people who 
would really be into that job. Yeah, don't take and it I, from those guys. I don't guys. want to take yeah, it yeah, from yeah, them. Yeah. There's only so many billets and, you know, that, that would be But why did that really make cool. you think of the Ramadan meal with your buddy? So here's why. So afterward, um, after boot camp, I went to this uh, sort of specialization school for, for submarines. And I remember the chaplain coming and talking to us about something. And I don't remember what it was, but but he brought all these pamphlets. And I was like, huh, maybe I'll look at these pamphlets. So there was one on Islam. There was one on Buddhism and all this stuff. So I, I picked up a few. And I kind of was like, well, maybe I'll try one of these. And then I realized, like, well, that's not how that's supposed to go. You know what I mean? Like, like it, there's a consumer. It's not a shoe. Kind of, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not supposed to try it on and walk around in it. And But at the same time, maybe I am. And so it might be another thing we have to talk about later. So. <laughs> I, um, so I gave it some serious thought, but then, you know, I was like, well, is it that I don't believe in the Christian God or is it that these higher consciousness type of things like, like what is, and that's, that's what really got me like, okay, I need to pin this down and figure this out because it keeps coming up. And so, yeah, is it, is it the, well, there's actually three layers. mm -hmm. Is it the particular Christian God I was given? Yeah. Is it the larger somewhat more inclusive Christian God of combining youth with college. Yeah. Or is it all the religious traditions, like whatever they're sharing in common or whatever they each think they're pointing to that I'm rejecting. Yeah. And, and so I did a lot of thinking about that and um, not quite in the, as eloquent of terms as, as you laid out there, but can't um, all be podcasters. man. (laughs) So, but I, I did end up thinking like, let's just widen the aperture a little bit and see what else we see. And does that make sense? Like I'm going to meet them on their terms, you know, they can do the pitch. I'll take a look. Um, oh, so you, I, I you did, auditioned. I, well, I didn't audition. Yeah. I didn't go to these places. Let me put it that way. But I did talk to people who, yeah. I did go talk to chaplains and things. So your, so your Muslim buddy was sort of like, Oh, you know, I ex- I experienced like real friendship with this guy yeah. and he had something meaningful going well, on. And he, and, yeah. and you know, he's, um, so this is all, you know, at this point, it's still pre 9-11. So, but there's still a lot of. Plenty of Islamophobia uh, yeah, going before A that, lot of yeah. it. And, and I'm looking at it going, that is not what my friend was living, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, And so, like, you know, so, so that got me past all of that stuff going, you know what? I've, I've like known a person for a good, a good chunk of time. And gotten to know what they believe, and it didn't sound anything like what you're talking about. Mm, yeah. It sounded, in a lot of ways, pretty similar to what what I've heard growing up, just with a different spin. Yeah. Um, so, um, so that was something that I, I did look at. I kind of like looked around, and I was like, you know, if one of these things is real or is true, then it should click with me. Like something should click with me and nothing did. And that's when I started like looking into, because you know, the, the thing about atheism is, um, when I was growing up, atheism was synonymous with Satanism, which is funny because if you know anything about the church of Satan, it's just a big troll job, basically. Like, I don't believe in Satan either. It actually is. I mean, they kind of are synonymous in, in certain Expressions of Satanism, as I understand it, is you know the the Alexand the uh, Crawley. What's his first name? Alistair Crawley. Mm-hmm. It is basically secular humanism. Yeah. Right. And and just like let's get all like let's get the tyranny 
of these religious objects out yeah. of the way and just like basically worship ourselves as humankind. Right. Something like that. Yeah. It it puts humans at the center of that. I don't, yeah. you know, that, that's not how I feel either, but um but it is it is funny to me that um like it's funny to me what they do. Cuz like you think about the 10 commandments thing on the Yeah, the you know, like the Hail Satan documentary yeah, and yeah. And and yeah. so like they're they're kind of getting people to put their money where their mouth is in some of these things. Yeah, I I have my own Christian version of that where I I have dreamt of like starting an advocacy organization that um, tries to replace the Ten Commandments with the Beatitudes. Yeah, like the blessed are the poor, mm-hmm. and and see How's how going? pissed off <laughs> that got everybody. Yeah, but if they're Christians, it is more fundamental than the mm-hmm. Ten Commandments. But like nobody wants to see from woe the to mouth you. of Jesus Himself. Right? No one wants to see woe to you who are rich. You right. have received your reward. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that's actually the sermon. They don't playing, want the. Though. They don't want the camel needle stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So that's. So I mean, in, in that sense, the the Satan Church stuff works sort of even without that. Yeah. It, it's just po- it's just poking at this sort of deep deep uh, hypocrisy at the heart of Christian civil religion mm-hmm. these days. Yep. Uh, as it's manifested these days, less so as it was manifested in the middle of the 20th century. But that's a nerdy comment <laughs> that we'll leave there. Okay, so a lot of lot of threads here. Tons. But, but let's Sorry, finish. I just sort of poured it all out. Oh, it's for great. You. No, I, I wanted to get a kind of a thorough background. So let's just let's wrap up this bit of you sort of like okay, coming to terms with it's atheism. So say a little bit more about that. So yeah, that was so none be- of them. Cl- one of these should have clicked. None of One of these click. should have clicked. If, yep. if, if any of it's true, something should have made sense to me. Really quick. And, can I just – can I yeah. devil's advocate it? What – there's two ways you could think that. One way is if one if, – if any of this stuff is true, one of these will be true enough that it will really resonate. Another way to think of it is if any of this is true – something in each of these will click and resonate, mm-hmm. right? So you could imagine there's sure. two different ways. I didn't think of it that you way. You thought of it the first way. But I yeah. thought of it the first way. Yeah. Second way could be could be good as well. It, um, it wouldn't lead you to conservative religion in any of those particular No, I wouldn't go back to that. Right, no. So that would be, and what I, what I think we'll end up getting to is kind of negotiating through it and thinking through different conceptions of God that will not, will not lead to that kind of true believer status that you were raised with. Yeah. Uh, but then nonetheless are theistic. Right. You know, in some meaningful sense. Anyway, keep going. Um, I don't remember where it was. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was, but no. So getting back to that, like, yeah. like that default setting, like everyone out of the box is, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, should, and should then start at zero. And yep, let's started, see if started one of these zero. clicks. That yeah. makes sense to me. Now, obviously that's, that's not what happens. Everyone has their baggage and everyone yeah. has, um, their, their battles they have to go through. But, um, but to me, like atheism shouldn't really be a thing. You know what I mean? It should just be like where we start. It should be the default. Okay. Well, I'm, we're going to have to save that for later. Cause I want to talk before that about agnosticism versus atheism. Sure. Here's how I understand the terms, but tell me if you understand them differently. Agnosticism is more of a claim about the kinds of knowledge that people can have is how I see it. It's like we can't know. Mm-hmm. Our brains, the way they evolved or whatever, are not the kinds of instruments that can ascertain truths about God or whatever. Um, there's probably different ways of phrasing it, but it's like we can't know. We, we just can't know. Atheism is like, 
I've weighed the evidence. If I have to pick, I'm saying there's not one. Mm-hmm. Whereas a Christian would be saying, I've weighed the evidence or I've lived my life. If I had to pick, I'd say it's the Christian God. Something like that. Is that roughly how you see those terms or is it different? Um, the other way I've heard them is like agnosticism is just like soft atheism. Like mm-hmm. I'm not quite willing to say that, yep. but I don't think so. Yeah. You so, know what I mean? So the things I've read, it's like weak atheist, strong atheist. Okay. It isn't true. I know it isn't true. Certainty. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's like the strongest. That's like, you know. Yeah. 80 proof or whatever you want to call it. So then uh, you have 150 proof. Yeah, there you yeah, go. There yeah. you go. Um, so you can tell I'm not really a drinker, but uh, <laughs> so, um, and then you've got, you know, weak atheism, which is, I don't think this is true, but you know, if something happened tomorrow, like, Hey, I'd be open to it. If the rapture happened. Sure. You'd be a Christian. Um, I don't know if I'd be a Christian. Oh, you, you'd, you'd go, but I'd okay, be like, that's something. interesting. Yeah. 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 Um, I always, let's, let's talk through what that is. You know, that's yeah, kind of yeah. what I'd be. I always joke that like, the the thing that made the least sense to me in that kind of end time scenario is that after the rapture, like no one becomes a Christian. Yeah. <laughs> like I would immediately become a fundamentalist yeah. if that actually happened. Well, so we watched you know? in high school a couple of times. The Thief in the Night. Yeah. Yeah, of course you did. And, you know, it, it's a terrible movie. It's awful. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, the audio, it always cracked me up that the audio was so bad. Yeah. Like the songs are bad, but but the the audio coming through and it's, it's like, like an indie movie made in this in yeah in the seventies two or something something yeah. like that yeah. But same thing, like everyone just you know it's like oh let's get the mark of the beast now and it's like whoa you know and they're ex- yeah. you know I, I can't remember the exact stuff but it was just Those, I'm with yeah. you I'm like wouldn't you like after you cleaned your pants wouldn't you go and like. <laughs> You know, wouldn't you go and and like, okay, yeah. Yeah, And so that's, you know, honestly, that's kind of like where I am now. Now, when you put the call out on this on Facebook, one of your friends was like, no pleading with the atheist, please. Like, like, what are you looking for here? Are you looking for, you know, like people who are going to like, you you remember, you know what I'm talking about, right? I don't know the person, but one of the people was like, don't embarrass us in front of the atheist, meaning like, What's it going to take? You know, let me plead with you to see what it's going to take. That's oh. how I read that. And and I was, I was, I had already I was kind of said I'm not going to do, like, I, yeah, yeah in my you, post, you I was did. like, you did. I'm not trying to convince anybody yep, here. Yep. Yeah. Um, but it got me thinking about, like, what would it take? Oh, that's interesting. And, I didn't even have to ask you that. That's a great, that's a great question I should repeat with other people. What would it take? <laughs> well, here's the thing. I have, I don't have any great big demands on God. I have a very low bar for the God that I've been taught is out there. Really? So, so that's interesting because before you answer the question, yeah. one thing I was thinking about is like, you got just such a shitty version in childhood. Yeah. Like you, you got a God that I would have rejected mm-hmm. by 12. I mean, I think, um, and then who knows what the rest of my story would have looked like. Perhaps I would have come back at college or perhaps not. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have ended up at that college. <laughs> who knows if I would have stayed at home. Uh, you know, um, but that's not, you're, you're saying something different than that. You're saying, no, actually I have a pretty low bar here. I'm not expecting it to be the fundamentalist God of Missouri. So wait till you hear my bar though. Okay. What's the bar? Because I've talked to people about this, this piece of it. And it seems like a very straight, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't Make it octopussy in my mind. Um, so no, I mean, but it does seem like. When I say this to believing people, and I know you'll be different because you're you're not, you know, you maybe know, you, you know shit. I don't know shit. That's true. <laughs> but it always seems like they think I'm kidding or that yeah. I'm like, 
out of my mind, but it's very simple. Just part the sky and come on down. That's it. You don't have to pick the Super Bowl halftime show. You don't have to pick like Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Just come on down. Well, it may interest you to know, or it may make you dreaded to know that I have a, I mean, I have why my reason for why I think that doesn't happen. Mm. Um, and it's, I find it compelling. Um, but let's, do you want to, we so shouldn't go there now. It if, seems if too early. I can go anywhere. So where do you want to go? <sighs> I mean, okay. Let's, we can let that lie well, if you want. I, no, that's another thing I've started. Okay. We're going to, we're going to come back to a couple of these things. I want to. Okay. Uh, you know, this is my first time doing this, so I'm still figuring <laughs> out all right. the best way. Well, th- let's use that as a way to answer this question. Um, when when you say God that you don't believe in, mm-hmm. what do you not believe in? Is it the kind of being that would part the sky if that being existed or fill that out however you want? Like what what is the God that you don't believe in? Because um, people have different definitions of God. Sure. Right? I mean, pantheism, as in a lot of Eastern traditions, mm-hmm. God is the universe. Right. That's not the God you're talking about. Right. No. So, Well, I don't um, well, I don't, I don't sense, have a belief in a higher power. The universe exists. Sure. But, you, but maybe the that universe, universe is its own thing. doesn't have any sort of will or direction or agency or no. anything like that. And, um, you know, people say, well, you think the universe came from nothing. And, you know, as a as a kind of mocking way of talking about atheism. And I'm always like, well, you kind of do too. I mean, it came from that nothing. That is a very bad yeah. argument from a Christian. It's a Sean atheist. Hannity argument, you know, oh, but, gosh, um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm oh, no, just, I'm affixing his name to it. I'm sure he has said it, but, um, Christians believe, most Christians believe the universe was created out of nothing. Exactly. That's my point. I think what they really mean is that it's meaningless. That's what, if I was going to go charitable, what they're saying is you think that the universe just either happens to be here, mm-hmm. which I I also – I admit I have a hard time with believing that. Sure. Or they mean it's meaningless, which is also the, – there's sort of like just happened to be there and there's just happens to be here. Right. And those are slightly different meanings, right? Yep. One is about the history of the actual facts of it and then one is about the sort of moral value of it of yeah. like it doesn't have any inherent meaning or anything like that. Um, and I, I have an issue with both of those. We'll, we'll probably get into that as we talk. Yeah. Uh, I I would hope that's what people mean. Started from nothing is is literally Orthodox Christian doctrine. Yeah, so yeah. That's not a good way to go. Well, yeah, you can tell where I'm coming from. But um, <laughs> so I I um. So who's this guy that doesn't have, exist? Well, he's he's the Creator God who's above us, and he's you know the one who's living in the trees and is um happy clappy and you know like okay. all that stuff you're, you're he's the living in the trees are you referencing like i'm just talking about new like, age spirituality yeah, or all something of that okay stuff. i'm right. not into that either you're um, not talking about like um pygmies in africa no who, no, no 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 who actually okay, basically right. um i guess to to cut it down to size i'd say like a higher power of any kind, let alone a creator who's omnipotent and omniscient and all of that stuff, yeah. um, doesn't make any sense to me. And it's because of a lot of things, but the world we live in does not speak to a charitable higher power or God who cares about us as individuals, which seems incredibly... Um, 
I don't know, egotistical for us to think that, that one would care for us as individuals, given the world we live in. So, you know, there's a lot of quoting in the church I grew up in of the Bible, but it was like a coupon book to them, right? So it's like, well, you know, they'd pray and they'd say, we need this thing. And when two or more are gathered in your name and it's just like, what are you just calling him out on his shit? You know, like, like count how many heads are in here there can or be a, my, yeah. my keys are gone and I don't know where they are. Yeah, Mark 422 yeah. tells me, and it's like, dude, he doesn't care about your keys. Like if he doesn't care about those starving children over in Africa, he doesn't care about your keys. So it can be a little bit of like a, a slot machine God or like a sure. genie in a bottle. But I mean, think yeah. about it when they find the keys, what do they say? Oh, it works. Praise God. Yeah. It works. Praise yeah. God. It worked. Yeah. So now yeah. I'm supposed to believe that this higher power cares about the keys so much that he solved it, but left a whole mountain of things that really do need solving in our world that are our fault, mostly. Yeah. So, okay, let me... Here's how I'm going to attempt to thread the needle. I'm just going to put a little heading on it. Mm -hmm. Or this is what I believe, anyway. Uh, I believe in a God that does actually care, not about the keys, but does care about all of God's creatures, Mm -hmm. and also cannot intervene in the way that we would want God to intervene. Uh, cannot part cannot the sky. is an interesting word. Cannot part the sky. Cannot stop the Holocaust so, unilaterally. So there are Can't handcuffs and chains on this guy. You mentioned or... the omnis, omnipresent, mm-hmm. or whatever. I I I, uh, I reject what's called classical theism, which mm-hmm. is all the omnis. Yep. And I I have an open and relational theism. So God is almighty, mm-hmm. meaning as powerful as anything, but not all powerful. God is all-knowing, not all-knowing, God knows God knows everything that can be known. But, for instance, the future can't be known. See, that bothers it, me, too. It hasn't happened yet. Well, the future can't be known, so well, God no. doesn't know the future. Everything, like, I don't want people knowing my browser history, let alone my innermost thoughts, you know what I mean? So, that's well, unsettling. Unless that God that knows all those things doesn't hold that against you, in which case, <laughs> it's not so bad. I'm created um, in his image, right? So, you know, whatever I'm doing is, is it's his fault. Some of it's on him. So... I mean, that's kind of how I think about it. Like, uh, but that, that's sort of the needle that I would attempt to thread in response to that. So it's so not so how much do you that get I, that? Because I, I that's, how do I get which part of it? How so, do you get that there are limits on this Almighty God? So it's basically philosophy. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I'm I'm a little fresh on some of this thinking uh, from some recent reading, but I have I have intuited this way for a long time. So I'll do my best to explain it. Sure. The idea is something like if God suspends the laws of physics once, then God's on the hook for doing it every time that something bad happens. Mm. That's one side of it. Mm -hmm. That's sort of the negative side. Then the positive side is if God wanted a universe where conscious agent beings like ourselves would evolve, would eventually evolve – God needs to let that happen non-coercively because basically anytime that God is coercive, we are not, we're not genuinely responding to God. So imagine a universe where a God wants to be in relationship. This is the caring about part. Yep. Uh, And, and my belief that God cares about people is mostly from my spiritual experience. So I, I'm, I put down and underline your lack of experience. I'm very, I try to be very careful and open about people's mileage varying on that. Yeah. But for me, 
But you feel something. I have it regularly, and it accords with the kind of things that people describe in all the major religious traditions and that the people who I most want to be like tend to have and a lot – multiple sources of evidence on that. Of course, I can't know for sure. Right. But so if God coerces us and forces anything, then – like even if God parted the sky, that's coercion in a sense. Now, if what you think God wants is belief, then you go, yeah, just part the fucking sky, man. Right. You'll get that belief. I don't think that that's what God wants. I think God's up to something far more interesting. And I think just I assent to Christian doctrine is fucking boring and gets me literally nothing. I mean, it might give me a baseline in Mm -hmm. just like my parents saying, you know, be, you know, be kind to older people and here's how you use your fork gets you a baseline. Right. But that doesn't make a good life. So for me, God wants something so much more beautiful and interesting than belief. So, yeah, God could totally get us all to believe. The best way to do that would be to create robots that all believe in God or to like rain hailstones down on people every time they fuck up or something like that. Or flood the earth and kill everybody. Yes, which I, of course, I don't believe happened. So <laughs> I'm a truly liberal Christian. So. Like that stuff is counterproductive to what God actually wants, as far as I believe. So that that's kind of the start of it. And and uh, if God's not going to coerce, then there probably isn't going to be that kind of evidence. So I don't see that as coercive. What I see is okay, like so. Let me play God for a minute. Great. I let's um, do some. Uh, let's uh, game theory this out. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, whatever you think I did at the beginning of time to kick this whole thing off, I did. And I have a very interest – I'm very interested in what's going on, and I care very much about my children who were on this tiny rock in a corner of a giant universe that's completely, you know, like void and dead for the most part. Yeah, it's insane. Which is its own – problem but so so i'm looking you know i'm i'm zooming in on these folks and they are fucking up left and right they're killing each other they're pillaging they're raping and then when they get the atom bomb they do that and you know there's there's all this stuff i gave them this wonderful planet they're pissing it away like and if i said if i thought to myself like if only they knew that there's more than just what's here in front of their face, I have a plan for them and I need them to believe it. I really want them. I love them. I want to spend eternity with them. I don't want to send them to eternal conscious torture or vaporize them and have them no longer exist. I want them to be with me for your thought experiment. Mm -hmm. Do we need to posit hell? Because no, I don't believe in not that. Not at all. That's okay. fine. I know you don't believe in hell. Yeah. So on your version. I don't believe in any of it. God so. just wants to be. No, it just sounded like, to be clear, I don't want them going there. I want to be in. I want to be in a relationship with them. I right. think maybe it's simpler to just leave hell out of That's it. Fine. That's I fine. Because I think that. I'm tra- I was trying to cast a white yeah. net there. I know sure. you don't believe that. Because I did my homework on you. No, I'm just wondering. <laughs> but. <laughs> I'm wondering about the thought experiment is what so, I'm saying. Yeah. I don't want them to be apart from me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How about that? Yeah, that's Christian God right there. In yeah. whatever, in whatever, whatever way it is, I have mm-hmm. a plan for them. 
I need, um, you know, I, I really, I really hope they get it. Yeah. The easiest way to do that is to say, no, it's real. That's it. So if I say I've given you, I've given mankind this truth, here it is. And the truth is that I am your creator. I love you. I want to spend eternity with you. And now man has taken that and split it into a thousand different variations, all of which, you know, are, are basically have the same idea, but they've perverted it into something else. Wouldn't it be okay. fine to just say, no, you know what? Leave all that junk aside. Like, I'm I, here. You guys are overthinking this. I think that you're describing something far more complicated than you think you're describing. Mm. Like, I'm trying to think of any sort of mechanism by which God could make that known that wouldn't be fucking disruptive of the entire world order. Imagine God's like, you have 10 major world religions. Right. I'm telling you it's really Baha'i or you know, whatever. Yeah. Whatever kind of syncretistic thing you come with. You guys were right about Ra and you the, fucked it up. The entire world would go into chaos if everybody learned that at the same time. Like, not to mention it would disrupt we entire have cultures. Now. But I just mean... You're talking about that wouldn't be coercive. I mean, I, I don't see that as non-coercive. God, that's basically tearing down, like, the fabric of Asian society sure. t- oh. from the ground up from 4,000 years ago. I mean, that's coercion, I think. Like, if you're if someone's committed to a non-coercive God, that's off the table. So you what you'd have to say is that before all that stuff gets accreted right. and becomes these long cultural traditions – before that time, God has to step in and make it clear to every being that mm-hmm. God is this way. Now you have a problem because what kind of brain does it take to understand the message you're describing? First of all, you have to have language. Right. But what if you have different languages? We know that human being, hum, homo sapiens, evolved from like multiple hominid species. Mm-hmm. As far as we know, that's a necessary part of the way that life evolved, that like God didn't or couldn't um, sort of like – Make it a straight line from ape to man, like in the old drawing. Yeah, yeah. that's actually not what happened. It's no, like of course all not. these rivers converging and di- yep. diverging, and we each have three percent Neanderthal, and maybe some of us have two percent Denisovan. By the way, and- your evolution episode was awesome. It oh, was really that. good. I'm really into evolution. I, I will um, put a plug in from an atheist. <laughs> that was a great episode. <laughs> episode two, theistic evolution. Um, so I don't. I mean, I'm just saying that's interesting. I don't. I don't see how so, that happens empirically without insane disruption, which would qualify as. So, OK, let's coercion. say, you know, well, let's zoom out then. Let's say we're going to um, boil it down to we're not going to part the sky. No face from Star Trek five is going to be looking at us and, you know, telling us what's going on. OK. Instead, it's he speaks to my heart. This is what I would argue is happening. So, okay, actually, I can't, is it though? we got to bring in this start at zero earn it thing because that's really re- okay. relevant here. So I understand what you're saying, that what should happen is no religion should be the default. And then if religion works, proves itself, then you should join. Sure. That is just not how humans work. And I just spent some time with a evolutionary psychologist down in Southern California in the summer. And one of his books is called Born Believers. And it's all about – and he, he doesn't – he's very clear this does not make – religion true but like there's so much evidence that like cognitive structures that are inbuilt into us we're good at like 
hyper agency detect- detection. Mm-hmm. So we naturally imagine intentions beyond just what's sort of obvious in front of us. Um, we imagine uh, we have a teleological reflex. Just means like we imagine that things are done for a purpose. They don't just happen to be done. Right. You ask children, why is this rock flat? They don't say. They don't give some erosion type answer. They say so animals can sit on it without being poked. Yeah. So that, so that, for some purpose. This stuff is all built in. Like it's like pre-linguistic. All kids yeah. across cultures share it. There is no starting at zero in actuality. Right. What I'm saying well, that's, is that's why I'm saying I would play God and make it that right. But like another way to cast this is okay. God speaks to my heart. God makes God's self known to me. I mean, one interpretation of the evidence of being born believers is that that's precisely what God's done. And like every single human being up until the Enlightenment, European Enlightenment, has basically been religious to to one degree or another. It is our natural state as humans. Now, it might be false because we also are bloodthirsty and tribalistic. And, you know, I'm really open to that. Like, I think tribalism is like hardwired into my brain because of evolution. Sure. And I'd like to move beyond it. So the question is, is religion also that kind of a thing? But it's certainly there from the beginning. It yeah. might qualify at least as part of the thing I think you're saying. I think it's part of it. Part of it is like – because a lot of times if I do I, – I rarely speak to believers about this because there's so much baggage on it. And we tend to not be great conversation partners. True. Around um, that stuff, yeah. So – but when I do, there's a lot of like, are you afraid – like after a while it gets to, are you afraid that like – you'll be wrong and you know no i'm not saying anything like no that, no no. Though. i know yeah. that but they'll say aren't even the ones who don't say that you know who don't do the whole well well when you're in hell i'll be laughing you know and it's like how very christian of you. although some of but, them actually do believe that which is yeah, really sad yeah. um but that idea of well you know aren't you aren't you somewhere in your human you know monkey brain thinking shouldn't I be just covering my bases? Like, am I afraid of eternity in in blackness or not existing? Like, can it be that this veil of tears is it? And how, you know, is that, isn't that a scary thought? That's not that scary to me. Okay. I, with all due respect, I think yeah. you've just pivoted wildly. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. So, so I'm going to get. So that's fine. So I'm like I said, beer. I don't talk about this no. much. So this is great. <laughs> no. I so probably I, have. I'm going to pause this and get a beer. Okay. I'm going to figure out if I can connect that to what we've been talking about, or if we. we that would pivot. be great. I'm okay to pivot. Too. That would be no, no, no. I'd... All right, one second. Okay, so we're back. Got my beer. <laughs> You're still. Where I I might have poured you a larger cocktail, or you just a slower I'm, drinker than me. I'm a nurser. Good. I, I really. Healthier. It's delicious. It's a nice it little is. ride it in Manhattan. Is. Yeah, thank you. Um, smoke bitters. That's the trick. Yeah, that's very nice. Um, so what I think you pivoted to is basically Pascal's wager. Okay. The idea that like – so Pascal, Blaise Pascal, he's a philosopher, French, I think like 13th century maybe, maybe later. And he says, you know, if you're right about God, yep. you go to heaven. If you're wrong about – you know. Yep. So the best thing to do is like even if you're wrong it's about insurance. God but you believe, you know, you don't go to hell. I'm not uh, – that's interesting. A lot of people do operate that way. Yep. I'm not – I don't operate that way. Okay. I do – Well, that's good because yeah. the experience I've had talking yeah. to believers usually, faith. usually ends up in that 
arena and i'm always well and that's maybe instructive of... right so maybe that is what it is for them mm-hmm. and that's good to know and then they should be confronted with that and come up with a better reason i think yeah yeah exactly. i do i kind of operate on it from a positive perspective which mm. is less about it's it's not it doesn't really resemble in terms of like avoiding punishment right it's more like um okay fred rogers lived this way and mother Teresa lived this way and if I'm wrong about that, well, it doesn't really – I mean I might die a little earlier. I might have less pleasure in the world. But like I'm not paying a really high price. But if they're right and I ignore it – and that, now, by the way, I think that atheists can not ignore it. I, I don't I don't want to draw a straight line there because, as I said, I don't think belief is the main thing. But if I, but if I do ignore it in my life, then I just missed out on the best thing. Mm-hmm. I just sort of not participated in the best possible thing. Right. So I, I'll use it in a positive sense, but not in a negative, punitive sense. Because I don't, because it can't make faith. Right. When you use it in the positive sense, that's it's, not about still God rewarding me. It's about yeah. taking part in something beautiful. Someone says, there's a march going on. Right. You want to join. And you go, eh, if the march ends up being useless, I will have wasted my time. Right. Okay. But like, if the march ends up being a transcendent, if it's if it was the Million Man March and MLK gives his "I Have a Dream" speech, like you participated in that, right? It's more that it's not. And if you don't, you'll be sorry. That I don't. I don't think. Well, that you works. are kind of saying it because I'm missing out. You're on not going to be punished though. So there's no, a difference between punished. regret that's and true. punishment. But I'll regret it. You might regret it. Well, we regret all kinds of shit all the time. I that's mean, true. Yeah, I don't think you could. But at have the same it. time, <laughs> that does feel like. Um, Sort of um, a more civilized cousin to that other argument, meaning yeah. like from from the standpoint of non-belief, it's like, well, I wouldn't. So so I think the word I'm yeah, looking tell for me here, how you're, tell me the, how you feel when you hear me say the, that the word I'm looking for there is integrity. Right. OK. I can't believe with integrity. It does not click with me. It just I don't think isn't. you should pretend that you believe or, right. you know, or whatever. But that's what – so if you say, hey, you know, it, it is sort of still a covering basis the way I'm hearing mm. it. Like okay, you're going to miss yeah. out on something really great. But it, but for it's, me, it's not really about belief. So that that's right. kind of why I need to keep repeating that. It's okay. more like will I keep taking the Eucharist? Like will I keep a prayer life going? Mm-hmm. Will I – will we continue to host a small group every other week at our house and be in community with people talking about mm-hmm. these things, right? So it's just like, will I live a Christian life? Will I try and base my decisions on the Sermon on the Mount? Will I pray the Lord's Prayer? You know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so a lot of that is sort of will and not belief. Right. Because things become more plausible. I have some control, some, not all, Mm -hmm. but I have some control over what things will be plausible to me based on who I spend time with. Right. Um, now, of course, not all. And if I try and spend time with this group of people and they really rub me the wrong way, it's not going to work. Right. I don't have total control over it. I don't think people have total control over whether they believe in God, for instance. I don't think right. that's – it's not a choice that we make. Beliefs are a consequence of all kinds of things. And that's why I say it's not so much about belief for me. Right. You know, if I'm – I don't know. If I'm at the t- tax day march, which I which I uh, was involved in in Seattle – on in 2017 was like get trump to release his taxes and there's an atheist walking next to me in the taxi march i'm like great dude we're we're together like you know i think i was at that march you were that march (laughs) oh hell yeah i had a giant american flag i was doing a lot of marches back then especially yeah well we all were doing more back then than we're doing yeah yeah i know 
But that's neither here nor there. So, I mean, okay, so I hear you. I want to – there's a few things that I want to talk about here. Okay. Um, You've been writing. I've um, – A lot of Not notes. furiously, not but, furiously. You, but you've been, been writing, so I'm kind of interested. I, I'm interested in this idea of – so one, one thing that really comes into play here is the concepts of exclusivist religion mm-hmm. versus inclusivist religion. Yeah. And that's kind of what I was hinting at when I was asking you about should it be a shoe that fits? Like – should one of these make overwhelming sense mm-hmm. or should there maybe be something about each of them that makes sense or that resonates at a deep level or something like that? So as a Christian pluralist, a non-exclusivist, yeah. I I am increasingly seeing the the plurality of religious traditions as like just the natural reaction, the natural result of God being in communion with all kinds of different people across time and space and those cultures asking different questions that then get answered in different ways because they start in different places and you know the the cultural accretions over time make for different stuff so hinduism is asking about castes and stuff like that and and christianity is asking about universality because it came out of judaism and you know islam is asking about surrender uh and so I would have now, if I could go back to your, you know, whatever, just after boot camp or whatever. Yeah. Thing, yeah. Like I would, if I was there now, I'd try I it would, on time. Yeah. I would not, I would, I would maybe, well, I can't say cause, cause you came from such a specific, I mean, we all come from a specific place, but you came from like a, almost as fundamentalist <laughs> as it gets. Yeah. Right? And so it's so hard to factor all that in when you're trying to put yourself in someone else's shoes. But what I would say now is that it wouldn't be for me like, well, one of these should click and it wasn't, it's more like for me, the question between theism and atheism is ultimately like, is the universe meaningful? That's what it comes down to. And then we can disagree about the particulars after that point, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of I, that was rambling, and maybe just go. No, no, no. You that's go that. um, so. I I so here's the thing, I don't, I just don't feel like I need a bigger explanation or a higher power in order for meaning to be there. What what it says okay. to me, and and what I say to people sometimes when they're doing this other argument, or they're saying how can you have morals without God, that kind of stuff, is. You know, I'm here living my life. I can put whatever meaning I need to into it. I mean, I can just go be an automaton all day if I want to, but I have one life and I need it to be, I need it to have meaning. Now that could be, some people could decide that that's, that's God putting that on me. Right. Um, or, you know, that's his thumbprint or whatever. Um, it could be that, it's just I, I don't know the answer to that. It doesn't make any sense that it would be God because I don't, you know, I factor in everything else, and I'm like, well, I don't, I don't see that. Um, it does sound like your God is the God of classical Christian theism. It's the omnis. It's the well, I don't have can, a God, but but I'm, but I'm saying the God you don't believe in, right? Is the God that like could and should? Well, I have some thoughts about the universalist God, and we'll get to that. 
Well, that and this is even separate because that same God could still be universalist. So sure, okay. Universalism that's is just whether or not people go to hell, basically. Mm. That's that's all that is. Okay. Now the pluralism thing is separate from that. Okay. So you're and and the open and relational theology versus classical theism is also separate from that. So they're all kind of different angles, and none of them are necessarily entailed by each other. But you learn this after being a theology nerd for fifteen years. <laughs> so. Um, Okay, so but let's just so your your God is an interventionist God, basically the the one that you don't believe in. Like, hey, intervene, show us, and you well, haven't. I so think, you, you know, don't. I I have a hard time swallowing the idea of a God who is all the things that he is, and even the God that you've described. Sure, yeah, you know, in the, our Sketched. brief time here, yeah. Um, the idea of that God being held back by anything is odd to me. So it's not especially a, yeah. when there's eternity in the balance here. Is there though? But see, that's the question. So that's the thing. I but I'm saying to to a lot of people it is, and to some people it isn't. Yeah, but, but I but I'm but why not settle that? But it's not eternity is in the balance, and what's in the balance is is literally the opposite. If God intervenes and breaks the the regularities of this world, where it took four and a half billion years on this planet, but life is here and we can have this conversation on microphones and talk about God. Right. That is precious. Like God could have theoretically just done it like Adam and Eve in the garden. And there's a reason that people who hold to the classical views of God, like the young earth creationist view, it's accords much better with their vision of God. It's nice and tidy. I'm not saying you can't be it believe in evolution and believe in classical theism, you certainly can. And I know very smart theologians who do, but the eternity is not in the balance. Like that's exactly what I'm rejecting. It's no one's going to hell. Sure. That is not what this is about. What it is about is like a, a long-term unfolding of something gorgeous. And as I understand it in most religious understandings of God, some aspect of that is like the free participation of human beings with that mm-hmm. purpose, even if it's in Buddhism or some the non sort of the 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 like non monotheistic Hinduism where it's like it's about unattachment, it's about like melding into the one. Fine, call it that. That's beautiful. It's transcendent. There's something transcendent that this life points toward. That's the thing that hangs in the balance. It is mm. not souls on the levers right, right, right. and where will they go like Willy Wonka <laughs> yeah, yeah. the good egg or bad egg right it's not that so right. and in fact if you think that that's the thing that hangs in the balance that this long term plan mm-hmm. of transcendence and harmony then it's actually imperative that God not coerce and not intervene because that's the pearl of great price not the sorting of the sheep and the goats to heaven or hell right right so that's kind of what I'm trying to say is um, I've, I've noticed that a couple of times of like with all this stuff in the balance, why doesn't God just show himself? Right, right. No, that's not what's in the balance. If God just unilaterally showed himself, he would lose the thing that is actually in the balance, in the hanging in the balance. So, does that make sense? It does. Um, like we to an took, extent. We evolved over just sure. unimaginable amounts of time in yep. this insane process. Like that's obviously to me part of it. And that is a completely non-coercive method of creation. Like, here, here's a thought experiment. Mm-hmm. Let's say you wanted to create a billion species 
and you could never do anything by divine fiat, how would you do it? I think the random genetic mutation through the law of natural selection is a pretty fucking elegant that's way to do it. That's the way to do it. And yeah. it's completely non-coercive. So that's what we see. So we live in a non-coercive world. The Holocaust happened and no one stopped it. And the only people who could have stopped it were people. Right. That's our world. Where I kind of get frustrated with a lot of Christians is like, let's acknowledge that that's the real world. Right. And if our vision of God doesn't accord with that, then maybe let's change our vision of God. Hmm. So that's kind of, I get fiery about this because this is when I get, yeah. this is kind of what I get passionate about. But like, I I can't, I don't have a coercive interventionist God because right. it doesn't match my experience of the world. So in that sense, I am I am in fact rejecting the God that you reject. Yep. And then what remains to be seen so is this if is you'll where, ever like, be convinced by the God. I told you God. in text that we had some areas of agreement. Yeah. And you know, later I was like, is agreement the right word there or is it overlap? You know, like, yeah, like maybe overlap. We yeah. We so certainly don't. We're see stopping eye to the eye same. On this. We're yeah. stopping at the same way stations on different yeah. on the way to different conclusions. Sure. sure. Yeah. Which is but, interesting. Um. Yeah. There's a lot to think about with that. And and I will admit I haven't had a lot of exposure to it, but for sure, and I don't expect you to. But have the idea like I'm still stuck on the idea of this higher power that I I just yeah I don't see it. Um, Can we talk about the evolution of minds a little bit? Because that came up a little bit initially with you, and I wrote it down. I have. And Did I, I bring that up? You no, maybe I wrote it down in response to something you were saying. Mm, okay. Oh, as like a. I was going to say, it doesn't sound like me. No. It sounds smart. <laughs> uh, it Well, I, I'm curious what you think about this. And if you haven't thought about it, it's fine. And I'm not trying to corner you or win the argument or anything like that. That's of okay. Course. But like what it took to get a universe, first of all, a universe where planets could form. Mm -hmm. And then some of them would be in this perfect zone and then yeah. all this stuff, right? Life. And then we to get to let it keep going to where we are even here. Yep. To to have the universe essentially contemplate itself because we're a part of the universe. Yeah. When you hear that story, which I know, which everyone is awed by, right? I mean, we're all, all of us, yeah. religious, non-religious alike. It's a mystery. We just, it's just. It's huge. It's huge and massive. Is that meaningful? Like, do you think of that as being a source of meaning? Is it, is it just there and it's something that we can sort of take or leave, interpret it how we want? Like, how do you. Um, how do you think about that? I think about it as something I, I feel like we're incredibly lucky, you yeah. know, like we're exactly like you were saying in the right spot yeah. for the conditions that we have. Um, but I, I think that's, it. I don't, I don't see a reason yeah. to have all of this vastness in the universe that we can't even comprehend and to have this us in this corner at just the right spot. Um, now, of course, you know, I don't know if there's something else out there. There could yeah. be, I have no idea. Um, but I think there probably is, but we probably, probably are never going to be in contact. Yeah. With or, yeah, exactly. And there could be other versions of us out there having this conversation. Who knows? Well, that's, so that's separate. That's yep. the multiverse thing. That's true. Do you, so I guess my question is, I, just, I don't see a reason to ascribe all of that. Well, here's the reason. A higher power. Here's the reason is that the chances, as I understand it, mm -hmm. the chances of all the constants, all the necessary constants being right before yep. the Big Bang yep. to get to like where carbon can form, right? Yep. Such that life can form is 
the same as like if you had a crossbow or a bow and arrow and you shot an arrow and you had to get it into a one by one inch square at the other end of the universe. That's the chances. You yeah. have to hit it. Yep. So lucky is a little bit of an, <laughs> an undersell. <laughs> so the, people go to the multiverse to explain that or something. You yep, know, so yep. it's for me, it's like, ah, oh, that's a hard one to deal with from a non now, not Christian God of whatever, sure. fundamentalism, but like some kind of agential just, so, being or something yeah, like some, some putting, God of getting some those right, tweaking those values intentionally. And then the fact that I, it's like a mind like mm-hmm. entity because it's it has intention. Like it, it's, that seems like the kind of thing that had to be on purpose in some sense. The only other option is that there are sort of infinite universes uh, which all necessarily exist, and we just happen to wake up in the one that's like this. But you still have questions about well, why does why do infinite universes necessarily exist? Right? Is the in, infinite universe generator God? I mean, you know, like yeah. where does it does it actually solve it, or does it kick the can down the road? I don't know if you thought about this stuff very much. Are we all in some kid's snow globe on a soap opera? Even if we're in a snow, <laughs> if it's simulation, that's a very that's old God. reference. But I mean, that's God though. Right? If it's simulation theory, then that's God. Right. And maybe that God's not good, right, or whatever. But, like, that would at least solve the problem of how crazy it would be that it would exist. Like, yeah. it, oh, it's a simulation. It's another being. It's God. It's another mind. But Now, that God's not the God of Christianity, but – or is it? I mean, yeah. you can't – it's hard to wrap your head around that stuff. It is. It is. The simulator gives people reli- – you know, religions or has them evolve in such a way that there are – you know – I don't know what the actual difference is for me on the ground between those two options. But anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. So what do you – I mean like how do you think about just this insane unlikelihood that we would even be here? I ascribe meaning – the reason I'm asking is I ascribe meaning to that. That looks to me like some kind of a narrative, some kind of – there's like a reason. Like why do that to have other conscious beings? I don't know. What do you think about that? I I don't I I have a um the stumbling block here is it seems like a big leap still. Like okay, so sure, it's unlikely like the chances of my bow and arrow hitting that yeah, across that the inch universe, yeah. is they're very 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 small. Still could happen. Yeah. The chances Infinitely of unlikely, that could, being yeah. all of this being created by somebody i see no evidence for other than induction i'm 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 sort of like guessing oh this must be that because it can't be anything else or it's unlikely to be something else mm. is just a big as leap for me um it's a bigger it's as big of a leap in terms of i'm gonna devote my life to this or something like that yeah me, me, or me. just like well well that must be it um without some kind of, and, th- and this is where i know like this is where my, you know, the piece of this theology that I grew up with goes in where it's just like, well, just solve it. Just look at us and say, hey, that makes or speak to a us a lot or of sense to me kind of hearing your story. Yeah. I mean, sure. I get where you're coming from with that for sure. So, yeah. yeah. So that's that's it. That's like, you know, that's been pushed into me so much that it's still there, I guess. But it's like solve um, this problem, God. Right. Okay, so you're not going to. So. Maybe we're not going to solve the let us all, but like solve this. How is there this one universe? Like, let us be, make us aware of that problem. Right. But yeah. so 
that's a that's a digression. But but all I'm saying is, if it's hard to believe that all this stuff happened randomly and just happened to end up where we are by pure chance, it is just as hard to believe for me that it was planned by somebody I've never seen any other evidence for. I have no experience yeah. knowing. Other people do. I don't. Yeah. So do you think the only kind of evidence would be, I mean, this is a really interesting question to me. What counts as, what would count as evidence? So we've talked about religious experience. You he carves his name to a tree. <laughs> no, but okay. So is the, so the, this is the question. No, no, is no. the only, no, this is a good one. Is the only form of evidence that would count for you interventionist evidence? Carves no, his name to a tree, I mean, parts the sky. Well, what other kind of evidence is there? The, well, um, you know, like, when I'm praying, I feel the, you know, the hairs on the back of my neck stand up. Like, you know, I have that at concerts when, when the lights are really done well and, and the, mm -hmm. the yeah. audio and the whole crowd is singing. Like, I get that feeling. Yeah. Collective effervescence. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that is something that's been engineered. I mean, you're in a band, you know, you try to get that. You try, band, well, yeah. you try well, to get that. One, yeah. You try not to playing. get that reaction from the crowd. Yeah. You you have that, and and it's not a it's not a cynical thing. It's a yeah. like let's all enjoy this together. Like like we're really glad you're here, kind of thing. Hmm. But I I've gotten that in you know I cry in movies, all that stuff. Yeah. I can be moved, but I'm not moved by this, hmm. and that is just kind of like it's just silence. When you say you're not you're not moved by this, what are you not moved by specifically? This idea that there's a loving God, for lack of a better word, or higher power of some kind, who has a plan for me, who has a plan for everyone around me, all of that stuff just lands with a dud. With okay, me. let me try and create an instance where you'd feel meaning. You're watching a film. Okay. And there is uh, – <laughs> apologies for pulling autobiographical punches here, but I'm just trying. <laughs> there's a character – who helps out a gay teenager yeah. who's really struggling and they provide a lifeline and it changes this kid's trajectory yeah. and you tear up at it because it's so beautiful and so loving. Yep. Okay. That So that moves you. When that moves you, for you, the best explanation is still like that stuff happens to be moving or I'm sure the gay teenager I never preferred got that. it. Yeah. I didn't get it. I would have preferred it. I yep. didn't get it. I I mean, I'm kind of wondering, like, that's the kind of transcendence that I'm sort of talking about. Like, I, I think when I'm in – okay, I'll use a specific film. Have you seen Boyhood? Yes. The Richard Linklater It's been a long while. Okay. But, yeah. So, you know, it follows that kid through their whole yeah. life and he filmed it over like 12 years. I enjoyed years. it. Yeah. So I watched that film and I had just – at the end of it, I just had this like undescribable feeling uh, I couldn't really pinpoint it. And the next day, I think, I recognized it as the same feeling I had had. A year or two prior, we were in Stockholm on vacation, which we thought was going to be a baby moon before we got pregnant, but then we had four miscarriages. So it was like five oh, years ago. That. Yeah, that's fine. We, we got a buddy coming in a couple weeks here now, so yeah. pretty pumped. But um, that's why we're there. And there's a woman there who looked like my mom. My mom is full Scandinavian, 100% Scandinavian. This woman was like same age, same haircut, same build, very similar face, but obviously mentally impaired. You could, you know, you can tell mm -hmm. from this particular woman. And I had this fucking crazy feeling 
and it haunted me for a couple days. And after boyhood, I put them, to, I realized they were the same feeling. And it was something like just the sort of particularity of each person and value of each person. This woman that looked like my mom, but was so, had such a different life. But because she looked like her, I was able to sort of like perceive her value because yeah. she reminded me of my mom, someone who I value immensely, infinitely, absolutely, whatever. And then boyhood, following this kid and getting to see is almost like a three hour condensing of a God's eye perspective. Mm-hmm. So if God does care about us, it's kind of a little bit like boyhood. Yeah. Where you get to sort of see it. That's a good way to put it. Right? Because I don't don't know. I don't really think God's outside of time necessarily in the – whatever. We don't have to get into that. I think God's like imminent in every moment. But like those two experiences were the same. I had the same feeling. Now, I don't know how to describe that exactly. But it's transcend. I mean certainly whatever the word transcendence means, it's that. And I was like, oh, that's sort of the thing. Right? Like whatever those two experiences are getting at, like that's – that's kind of what this should be about is that there's something larger than my moment to moment life. And I would say larger than the meaning I ascribe moment to moment, although I'm not knocking you for that. Yeah. Uh, but, but that language doesn't quite work for me because it's not big enough for this experience. Now this is an intangible experience. I can sort of describe it to you, but I can't will you to feel it. Right. But people have those experiences, and I often have them in films, and you mentioned, you mentioned movies. And so, I don't know. That's just kind of where my brain goes. I, to me, like that's – like I would say I am more confident that those two experiences with boyhood and the woman in Stockholm, I am way more confident that those have something to do with God than like my creationism textbook or whatever the <laughs> fuck I got. You know what I mean? Like yeah. or any particular doctrine – that at some time, you know, maybe other than the Trinity or something very, very basic, like any other sort of tangential thing that I was taught in Christianity growing up, like that stuff is closer to the beating heart of it. Something about value. And that is that sort of thing I was talking about. I'm sorry. I've been talking for a long time here. It's but okay. The difference between theism and atheism for me is like there's meaning to the universe. There's yeah. purpose. Boyhood, the woman in Stockholm, that's – I'm getting a little dim view into that meaning. And if it's like – what if it's a hundred times more meaningful than that or infinitely more meaningful than that? You know, like I just, I got to try mm-hmm. and I, while I try, I'm shedding bullshit left and right <laughs> that I was raised <laughs> with, you know, not all of it. Uh, and my parents were, I mercifully, I was not raised fundamentalist. Um, neither of my parents were fundamentalists, but so I don't know. I'm, I don't, that's not even a question. That's just like a so response. I don't, I feel like if um, everyone has those things that are – so I could tell when you were telling that story that it was deeply meaningful to you and, and that it, it made – No, I mean I, just, I could just tell it was very sincere yeah, yeah. No, yeah. and I understand it. I yeah. can't obviously feel it with you. It's a very – that's a very, it's a very personal, thing. personal story for sure. Um, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't have meaning and I feel like – I have my own things, and I could tell a story that that won't necessarily connect with you in in the can same way it connects one? with me. No, no, I'm just saying, like no, everyone, yeah. everyone has those, though. I think what I'm saying is, and and okay, I think, maybe I think what a, I'm saying yeah. is that 
yes, they have meaning to me. And yes, if I tell you, you see the meaning and you understand it. Um, and it's, you know, there are a lot of things that seem like, how could that not be something bigger? You know, I've, I've felt that too. I'm human, but at, at the end of the day, it's like you do the responsible thing and stop yourself. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I, I, exactly. Um, I hit the brakes, but no, I, I just, I, I just can't get there. I can't, I can't be like, well, that means something to me because it's meaningful to me. That's it. Like it isn't, um, but it you, isn't a okay. clue to anything else. Uh, so I'm, what I don't understand is how you can be sure it's not a clue, but I'm also operating with a different per- conception of God. Yep. Well, that's become clear. I would say when, if you, whatever real experience from a film you have, other than the fake one that I invented with the gay kid um, <laughs> is like that, like that is the meaning. So I think that where a lot of Christians would say, Oh, we don't create our own meaning. The meaning is in God or, or something like that. Right. I don't know that I can tell a big difference. I don't, I don't know what the difference is between the meanings in God. And I create the meaning. I'm a sentient being. I evolved to be that way because God created the world such that sentient beings would evolve with these capacities and as far as I'm concerned, that's the game. Like that is it. So I'm I don't even discriminate necessarily between those two things. Your you what it feels like is you feel a need for for reasonable reasons to pull short of saying this is about like capital T transcendence. Yeah. This is just about my feeling of transcendence and that's enough for me. And I'm kind of like, that is, tra- I mean, that's, there maybe isn't a distance there. I wouldn't call it sense? transcendence. Okay. I, 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 w- I just really wouldn't. I don't even what know what, what transcendence is um, as far as like an, an actual experience. I know I know what it is theoretically. I know what it means. Yeah. But I don't feel like, I've never used that word to describe sure. like an experience I've had. And, you know, maybe this is maybe I have blinders on, maybe it's something that I'm self-limiting in a lot of ways that aren't, um, you know, aren't, aren't conducive to that. But I just, I feel like we have, every human has worth. I believe that. I don't believe it because a God told me that or that a church told me that. I, you know, I believe there are right and wrong. And I believe that's because we've evolved to know that there's right and wrong. Oh, man. There are you're creatures. You're getting yourself into some. Where I'm well, not going to debate look, you on it, but you're getting yourself are, into there some are hot creatures water on now. this. Well, there are cre- there are animals on this planet who help each other. Yeah, there's some altruism and cooperation. There's yeah. tons of altruism and cooperation, yeah, and, for sure. Um, and there's also very wicked things going yeah. on, right? There's selfishness. There's all these things. I don't. I mean, I, I think that 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 to me is sort of like well, religion's optional. You can have. A really, a really okay. terrible church, so or you this, can have yeah. like a really not church, but let's say you can have a a priest or clergy member who is inspirational, who is um, really good, and then you can obviously have a ton of really terrible priests, right? You can you yes. can have a church that is um, a, a force for good in its in its community yeah. and yeah. all these things, and you can have you know uh, Jim Jones, but the religious piece of that seems optional the the wickedness or the goodness yeah. is in the people so i'm getting something here that i had meant to bring up earlier so this is good and this will maybe we'll end on whatever this kind of topic is you mentioned earlier that 
when people would talk to you about like, how do you have meaning? You know, how can you be a good person? Like I can have meaning, I can have morality and still be an atheist. So that seems like a salient kind of aspect of it. I very much recognize those kind of critiques coming from the Christian side. Now I wouldn't question that at all. Like, of course you have meaning. Of course there's morality. Yeah. Uh, it's you basically have to believe that like nobody would know what was moral. I don't even I don't even know that there's a coherent the Christian theology that does not acknowledge morality, even if you just want to call it like common grace or like the you know conscience what? or something like yeah. I don't even th- I don't even think there's a way to do it as a Christian that doesn't think that there's morality without God without a belief in God right, right. now there may not be out of course if God is real that might be the grounding of that morality but you don't necessarily have to know that to have the morality yeah if that makes sense so that that makes sense that that would have come up for you and and been a sticking point I think what I'm saying is like Whatever that meaning is, whatever that morality really is, of course you can participate in it whether or not you acknowledge the Christian God or something like that or think of it that way. I think where I'm – what I'm saying is like – but you're also – you believe that there is like actually right and wrong. I don't know where you get right and wrong without either some sort of mind that created the universe with some sort of intention that is above us, that is above all the creatures or, you know, and, and, or basically like a right and wrong that in some sense corresponds to the character of that being. Cause if you don't have something like that, then what you've really got is preferences. So even if it's true, like you could imagine that it's true that the entire universe, the, all the life forms formed, not through competition, but only through cooperation but if the universe is just inert matter that happened to be enlivened by, I don't know, carbon forming and like some, you know, whatever, some chemical processes that have a feedback loop instead of being inert, however you want to describe life as opposed to non-life, which I understand is a little bit of a an interesting, hard thing to define. It still yeah, just comes out of preferences. for that and not just drinks. <laughs> yeah, you need some weed for that. <laughs> Yeah, but like whatever you – so you get to life and then you – eventually you get to consciousness and you intentionality and like desires and all that stuff. I think you're still just talking about preferences, which is not the same as right and wrong unless you just want to say if you average out all the human preferences, then that's right. And if you average out all the le- things that humans don't prefer, that's wrong. I mean you could maybe call that. I don't know that you get human rights from that. I don't really know – I, like I'm not sure how to get to any kind of robust sense of right and wrong and meaning, even if it's private meaning, other than just calling it preferences, uh, brain neurological states that I prefer to other neurological states. You know, what I'm, do you see what I'm saying? I think so. But I mean, do you not think that evolution has a role in that? Oh, I mean, oh, it definitely does. And I and I'm really interested in, in sort of the more recent research on the role of cooperation and evolution. Mm-hmm. But I think the whole thing's goal-directed. So for me, it's... You, see what I'm saying? Like, for me, that's not a problem. There's competition, there's cooperation, but as far as I know, it's all directed toward an eventual transcendence of cooper- of of uh, competition altogether, of, like, as pure of harmony as possible. The lion will lay down with the lamb, 
you know, uh, the, the idea of nirvana or melding into the one. These are different conceptions for like something beautiful and glorious that we have not glimpsed yet. But we, have a this, little, yeah. we have a little taste of it, but we don't get there. Yeah. And that's so that that would be like my theoretical framework for the meaning that I experience is like, well, it's a little bit of that mm-hmm. and more of it would be better. And it looks like it's very jaggedly and slowly headed that way. And I my faith is hope that Can it I is ask you, that way other than where, you know, and I well, I don't want I'm trying to figure out how to ask this in a way that isn't misreading or anything yeah, so i'm going to ask this in a really never, sloppy way you're never going to but other me, than sure. disbelief or unbelief yeah. it's not really disbelief um is there like is there a way to miss all of that is there a way to say like is there one path to i know you don't think there's yeah. one path but, but i don't, are there I don't ways... even think that unbelief necessarily is the way you miss it mm. i think we're having like like i would leave my kids with you. I would mm-hmm. trust you to read them a story and talk about what it meant to them. Mm-hmm. I, I trust you on a meaning level yeah. already. That's kind of not the issue. I think that we're, we're choosing to step back and up and have a meta level conversation about this. Right. But you don't have to agree on the meta level to live it. Right. This yeah. is why there's so many yep. beautiful atheists, like beautiful yeah. people with incredible lives and stories. So, yeah, so what you the way so we're we're almost like <laughs> this is not even a conversation really about how we're going to live our lives other than I'm going to avail myself of of classically spiritual resources and you're not going to. Yeah. I think there's something there in those resources. There's also a lot of options in those resources and I don't know which one would be good for you if you wanted right. to yeah. avail yourself of them. So it's more like we're just kind of stepping out and chatting about it. Yep. Um so the way you miss out on it is just by like not leaning in to that. I'm calling it transcendence, but we can call it meaning. You know, whatever it is about like like whatever it would take to make you the kind of person to be the character in the movie that did help the gay kid. Like right. character formation or in Christianity, discipleship, right? Like yeah. imitation of Christ. That's our big example that we have in Christianity is Christ. Uh, and so missing out is less about belief and unbelief and more about giving in to your lower natures, which is so funny because like that language is so triggering because I hear myself say that and what it meant lower nature was like your sexual nature. Right, right, right. But what I mean is like your fucking tribal nature, your need for certainty, your need to like describe and run the world from your fucking little perch with a hundred people who believe the same as you. So you have confirmation bias. Yep. yep. That's the lower nature. Right. Get out of that. Right. And like move towards God, you know? So it really isn't about belief. It's more about actions and orientation of one's life and goals and and choices basically. So this, um, I don't even know how to describe this transcendence or whatever's next, whatever we're building toward. Yeah. People who don't participate, act you know, like actively. People like me. <laughs> no, I, but um, I, so already, I I don't think that's true. Okay, I think you don't like. I think that you. First of all, I it's hard to say this without sounding like I am calling the shots in the world or something. No, no, so no, I don't mean no. it that way. But 
anyone who loves anyone is participating. I mean, like, oh, okay, God is you. love. The, like, love is at the beating center of the universe. So you're participating already in agreeing to have this conversation and like deciding to like listen to a few episodes and take some notes and like take it seriously. Yeah. You're already participating. Okay, just for like trying to do something cool. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. Like that is participating. Yeah, yeah. Or if you have like your nephew come over and you just like focus on your nephew instead of being on your phone right that's participating like yeah. so that i want to be clear on that yeah You're, we're participating this is not about team christ right, team right, right everyone else i'm in the club and you're not yeah, yeah. it's not about that that yeah. there's no place for that as much as it is very psychologically psychologically convenient to go there yeah that should not exist yeah you've given me a lot to think about um and I don't know if I've moved the needle much, but oh, um, but as I said, I'm not is, trying to move your needle. I know, yeah, that's true. It, I end up being I am, I do sort of talk <laughs> as if I'm sort of debating. It's it's the philosophy. Degree, no, I don't. I, think. I haven't yeah. felt I haven't felt a debate. In a tonight. listener might. <laughs> yeah, 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 and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, You know, they don't have the body language here. You know, that yeah, we have. exactly. Um, but yeah i i will say i i i've known this i know that my own um you know it's it's something like when it's drilled into you like a certain worldview is drilled into you it stays even though i believe none of it and i have it for a long time it's still there's a little nugget of it i think what what i'm picking up on mm -hmm. what stayed is the definition of god yeah and and I don't blame you for that. I think that's totally natural. Yeah. And that's kind of why, and we were texting about this before we recorded, of like, what kind of God is it that you don't believe in? Like, I don't think we have, I don't think we create our visions of God that we believe or disbelieve in whole cloth out of our own imaginations. Right. Yeah, of course They not. are given to us by something, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the interesting question is like, what God don't you believe in? That's right. why the segment is called, I don't believe in that God. Right. Right. So- I guess maybe should we try and do a little like inventory? Because <laughs> like, I am always kind of it's curious to like I'm curious to like okay what don't we believe in? So right. let's let's just list the things you don't believe in. Well, and I'm I mean, just going to do like, one a of game the definitions show. that I've heard of atheism is like take all the thousands of gods that humans have put together yeah. that you don't believe in and just add one more. And that's always been like a convenient like okay you know like my dad's never believed in Zeus you know like he hmm. he gets this right. Um, and and I think I've always taken that now, you know, some people deploy that in kind of a snarky way. I've always taken that in like a we have a lot in common, actually, kind of mm. way. You know what I mean? Oh, like, because, yeah, because you already don't believe in all these other yeah. gods. Right, you know, right. say, say there's a thousand gods, 999 yeah. of them we agree on. Yeah, right, and right, man, right. that's really cool. You yeah, know, like, okay. like, there we go. Um, yeah, I think that's that's clever. That doesn't that's not satisfying for me because. No. The, you know, well, well, it's 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 a mile wide and an inch deep, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that's yeah. I don't think that's as smart as people think it is, but yeah, um, but it came to mind when you were you were talking just now. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But so so maybe I'll just let's go back through this together. So the the main thing that came up was an interventionist God yep. that makes himself known in an unambiguous way. We do not believe in we that. We both don't believe in that God. Yeah. Okay. Fist bump. And that's that's like probably the central thing. Anything you want to add to that? Is that the God? Because it sounds like I might have thought going in, okay, gay dude from Missouri raised in a 12-person <laughs> homeschool co-op 
probably is going to actually say, I don't believe in the fundamentalist Christian God. Doesn't sound like that's what you are saying. It's more mm-hmm. this. It's just the interventionist part of it is what I'm picking up. on. Well, I, I struggle with an idea of a higher power of any kind. Of any I kind. just do. So if you ever had to go to AA, which you're not a big drinker, yep. so you probably won't, you would have a rough time submitting to some sort of higher power. Yeah. In general. Yeah. Know? And, and I, you know, and honestly, I don't think you need that to. But is that higher power interventionist by definition in your mind? It seems to me like it probably sure. is at this point. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's so I'll, I'll admit, like, until, well, I, you know, I listened to, to some of your talks about universalism on other shows and on your own. Um, and before tonight, I hadn't really thought about the idea of. So, so what you've got is. Um, kind of a zoomed out God a little bit, you know what I mean? Who's not so in the weeds with everybody. Well, on see stuff. now, don't get me started down this path, Jim. <laughs> That's the beautiful thing about this God is God is present in every single decision. So he is in the weeds. But never coercively. And this is, I think that this does a good job, and I, I won't spend a lot of time because we're we're going late here, but I think this is a pretty good description of what we find in the world of prayerful people. You know, you've got the people who claim all kinds of miraculous stuff from their prayers and stuff yeah. like that. But I think what you mostly see, and I certainly my experience, mm-hmm. someone prays for a bunch of people in their lives and they get a little bit better toward those people. Yeah. I think of mostly what God does as like, um, so in in a quantum, uh, you know, you, you the, the bell curve distribution of where... The electrons might go. So it's probabilistic. Um, And like God is sort of like nudging us towards the quantum probabilities that are more loving, that end up being more loving. And that's quantum is not really the way to talk about it because I think that mind has a top down causal effect on electrons and everything, neurons and everything. So, but in, in our brains, so let me redo that because quantum's wrong. Okay. In our brains, we have all these neural connections, all these neural pathways. You know, people who are addicts have like really deep dug in trenches or tunnels. They're very hard to break, right? So we have habits basically. And those habits yep. could be shown sort of in a 3D map, theoretically. So we can go one way or the other. We have very limited but but very real free will, I believe. And God is in God is sort of like constantly luring all people toward better choices. Um, and and you do have to ask yourself, like, the world's a hell of a lot better than it was when human beings sort of formed. Yeah. It's a lot less violent, people live longer. Um, more people are protected from gross injustice and war and violence and uh, disease. I mean, I think like medicine is an example of this. I, I think that like all that progress, one way you could describe it is like it's us responding to that divine lure, which is ever present. So God is with all suffering people, dying people all the time, but God cannot coerce us because if God does, then the whole thing's lost because the thing that God wants is not obedient foot soldiers, which is what we were raised to be, right. both of us. Yep. But what God actually wants, me to a lesser extent than you, but still, what God actually wants is like cooperation in this divine, transcendent, loving project. And I really hope that turns into something like heaven, but I have no idea. While we're here, that's the goal, as far as I can tell. And so, so I guess the thing that trips me up yeah. with that, it's it's wonderful. 
but it's obviously beautiful if it's true. Yeah. What's the point? Now, th- here's where I think you have inherited the old binary. On hour three. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's fine. <laughs> I yeah, think yeah. you've inherited the old binary here. Yeah. Because on the old view. There doesn't have to be a point? No. On No, there's a point. But on the old view, the point is avoiding hell. It's going to heaven. Right. It is eternal stakes, quote unquote. Right? Yeah. Yep. And this view is like, well, those stakes aren't quite eternal unless they are. Like, it's just where do you draw the line at what counts as eternal? So, yeah, it's not on threat of hell. And this is where I think you really respond rightly negatively yeah. to Christians who say, well, at the end of the day, I don't want to go to you don't want to go to hell. Right. And get it wrong. Right. Right. So much of people's lived faith in Christianity, in other religions, the world over is just avoidance of divine punishment. It's the worst reason to believe. It's also probably the most effective motivator. Yeah. Thus far. But humanity might be around for another million <laughs> years. For all we know. Yeah. And perhaps that won't always be the main motivator, but it has been in the past that we're aware of. It's not a good motivator. The What's the point? The point is to be involved in the universal transcendent project, whatever that is. Okay. And to be humble about knowledge about it. I mean, I'm not sure. making grandiose claims about what that project is. I don't know. It seems like it's got something to do with love, inclusion. It's got something to do with connectivity. And there's some really nerdy and interesting stuff you can talk about with, like, physics and connectivity and electrons being enmeshed faster than uh, speed of light uh, and all this weird shit. But I think that right there is kind of where, like, I'm with you on all that stuff. Okay. But where I stop is, like, it doesn't have to be because of a god it doesn't have to be because of any of that stuff you're there's just as there's just as good a reason to believe it just is and it should be and we should do our part to make this world a better place and to be you know in a community and to be good to each other because because we just should be i mean i think so what i hear what it, it sounds like you're saying is we don't need anything like god as like a theoretical underpinning for that stuff yeah i think i would disagree with that what i think what i think you're really saying if i may be so mm-hmm. bold is you can do that without a church like without a religious community and all this extra language and all these institutions and these well i am saying that yeah but i'm saying like I, I don't I don't need the kind of God you're describing is very nice, yeah. but um, but I don't I don't I don't yeah, I is. don't need it you know like um, <laughs> sure yeah, you know yeah. no I think you it's can like participate that, that too. demonstration of uh, you know I forget his name but you know they ask like well where's God in this you know the demonstration of the movement in the universe he's like well it operates perfectly fine without that assumption and. Yeah, I, I, I do. Sure, we have our problems, but we, but in your scenario, we also have our problems with a God present. Um, you know, those problems exist yep. either way. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said before, you can have good and bad versions of belief. And to me, like human nature and all those things factor into that. It makes religion optional. Like there just I is no reason for that probably to be there. is optional. Well, okay. I, I use mean, the word religion. I mean a higher power of some kind. Yeah. I, I can't get there currently. Mm-hmm. I can't understand that meaning and especially, but I mean, maybe I'll get there, but I can't understand currently 
just the this fine-tuned universe, the emergence of minds, uh I don't know, just just the ubiquity of of religious experience. I for me currently the divine however you want to say that is like the best explanation for that. It's maybe it's not the only explanation. Right. That's the best one for me. But certainly I agree that you and I can both participate in this project whether or not we agree about if a divine being is necessary for that meaning to be real. Yeah. Right. So there's there's like belief and which might be knowledge. So you may if it turns out to be true, mm-hmm. it's knowledge. Then there's knowing that you know and certainty. And I don't have yeah. any of that. And of course and neither I do I. That. Yeah, and you don't either. So we don't we disagree on what's needed. And because I've introduced a new kind of God to you tonight, we don't know <laughs> if what we think about this one, but but we both don't believe in the interventionist uh, yeah. souls are in the balance God. Yep. Okay. So I would say more agreement than disagreement probably. Oh, sure. On yeah. the whole thing. Absolutely. And certainly certainly plenty of common cause. Yeah. For sure. Uh, and that seems like a good place to end it unless you have any final thoughts. Uh, no, I, I think that's great. Wow. Jim Becker. This has been a lot of fun. So fun. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. It. Thank you.